morning, everybody. I'm Mike Minter. I'm here to tell you about life in the NFL. <laughs> Not really. No, I wish I was. I'm Mark Connolly, though. I'm a pastor of a sister church of yours, Superstition Springs Community Church in Gilbert. And uh, I happen to be a friend of Lynn and Lisa Winters. As a matter of fact, uh, my wife, Kay, and I, this is my wife. Hi, give, give my wife a hand. Hi, Kay. How you doing? <clears throat> We've... Um, We've actually, uh, you know, got to know Lynn and Lisa as friends. Went on a vacation with them to Mexico about a year ago, a little beach vacation. And so we kind of get to see the other side of Pastor Lynn to you. And, you know, like when Lynn sort of lets his hair down a little bit. And I, I just thought maybe it would be good for, maybe to start off for you to see maybe that other side of Lynn a little bit. So I brought some of the photos from our Mexico beach vacation from a year ago. And uh, his first picture here, um, you know, Lynn's always making a fashion statement. And, um, yeah. He said he doesn't really play the guitar, but just really the outfit needed it. And so, and that's Lisa's prom dress, so that was pretty cool. And then, but the thing that really totally freaked me out was Lynn's choice of bathing suit. And uh, it was really weird. I mean, he's totally kicking it old school. If, he, uh, if we just go to that next slide there, there's Lynn in his bathing suit. And I'm like, I know, right? And I'm telling Lynn, I'm like, Lynn, you can't go out on that. And he's all, no, I'm bringing sexy back to Mexico. And that's how that whole thing got started. And, uh, so then, and then, uh, oh yeah, the thing that probably was most surprising to me was how seriously Lynn and Lisa took karaoke night at the local pub, and here's a picture of them at karaoke night, and really, really weird. So anyway, that, and that's the other side of Lynn and Lisa. Um, I'm sure they'd love to have you invite them over for karaoke sometime. And, and, um, but uh, seriously, I love Lynn, and he's a friend of mine, and really kind of a mentor to me in many ways, and, um, and so I'm really blessed to be here. I want to start off with a little bit of an exercise, if you will. I need everyone to help me out, okay? So you ready? Okay, my wife's ready. Is like anybody else ready? All right, good. All right, here's what I need you to do. Right where you're at, right where you're at, I need you to take your right foot, okay, your right leg, and I need you to turn it in a clockwise motion, okay? Everybody, come on now. Just do it for me, okay? Right, clockwise motion, right foot in a clockwise motion. Now I need you to take your right hand. Keep that foot moving, okay? I need you to take your right hand. I need you to try to make the number six in the air. Isn't that weird? Your foot went the other way, didn't it? That's, isn't that weird? It's so weird, right? Because here's the thing. God has designed our bodies in this way where, we're, where our parts are tremendously interconnected. interconnected. And, and uh, so what one part of the body does, it actually affects the rest of the body. And what we're going to see from Scripture here this morning is God designed his church the same way that he designed the body the human body, that we make up one global body, one global body of these interconnected parts. And each part, each person in this body of Christ is a part, and each one is uniquely gifted by God to play a particular part in this body of Christ. And together, when we play our part, then all the pieces together, working together, we make this interconnected, beautiful thing that so reflects Jesus to the world, it's called the body of Christ. And so because we're interconnected, though, because our parts are all interconnected in this body, then what you do or what you choose not to do, actually, it affects the rest of us. And so I want to pray that we're going to get into scriptures and learn more about this. So would you just pray with me? Father, um, thank you so much for bringing each person here this morning. Lord, I recognize that you are the grand architect of this beautiful thing that you're building called the body of Christ. And Father, I just sincerely pray, Lord, that by your spirit and by your word, you would work in this place this morning. 
and, and people who are maybe a little disconnected or a little bit on the fringe, Lord God, that you would just pull them in and have them understand the great importance that they play in this body. And Lord, help us by your spirit and by your word to leave here different people than we walked in. We pray in Jesus' name and all in agreement said. Amen. All right, here's what I need you to do. I want you to get your Bible, okay? Open it up to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you're not sure where 1 Corinthians is, it's right before 2 Corinthians, and so hopefully that helps a little bit. All right, so New Testament, go over to your New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, okay? Now, we're going to cover a fair amount of Scripture here today, so I need you to follow along with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we're going to go through 27 verses here. So let's start in verse 1, chapter Chapter 12, verse 1 of 1 Corinthians. The Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Corinth, says this. Now, about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. I love the way he words stuff. You're like, how, how great is that? I don't want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, verse 4, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given the spirit, uh, the, the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To one, speaking in different tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit and he gives them to each one just as he determines. Okay, let's pause right there, okay? So we see in verse one that the subject of what Paul is talking about here is spiritual gifts, right? He, he says here in verse one, I don't want you to be ignorant about spiritual gifts, and so he's gonna talk to them about what this thing, spiritual gifting is, and, and maybe you're sitting here and you have no idea what I'm talking about, right? Because you've never heard about this thing called spiritual gifts. Maybe you have. 30% of Christians in America have never heard of this thing called spiritual gifts. And so let me just kind of make it real simple. If you've never heard of this, what this is is that when you become a believer in Jesus Christ, a follower of Jesus, you're included in this thing called the body of Christ. And when you're included in this thing called the body of Christ, the Holy Spirit gifts or, 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 or fits or equips every single person for life in this body so that you can help build up the body of Christ. And to one person, that person might get the gift of, of music, or another person might get the, the, the gift of wisdom, or another person might get the gift of mercy, or compassion, or teaching. And, and, and there's this wide diversity of gifts in the, in the body of Christ. And so if you don't see your gift listed in this list of gifts, don't, don't, don't worry about that, okay? Because um, this isn't supposed to be an exhaustive list. As a matter of fact, throughout Scripture, there are several lists of spiritual gifts, and none of them are the same because none of them are intended to be an exhaustive list. The, the, the point is that we have this diverse set of gifts within the body of Christ. The body of Christ is immensely diverse, but in that diversity, God weaves us and knits us all together as one body. And, and actually, he, he makes this comparison between the human body and how it's knit together and interconnected and how the church is knit together 
and interconnected. And so let's pick it back up in verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Paul says, it's kind of like this. The body is a unit. Though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. And so it is with Christ. He's saying it's the same way in the church. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given one spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And if the foot should say, I'm not a hand, so I don't belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an, were, were, were an ear, if the whole body were an, uh, an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If, if they were all one part, where would the body be? As it were, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it. Okay, so... So in this passage, Paul is describing how God is designing this church, the church, the universal church, the, the body of Christ. And he's saying it's, it's like this. It's like the human body where there's one body, but it's made up of all these interconnected parts. And so he's, again, he says, in, he says in verse 12, he says this in chapter 12, verse 12. Chapter 12, verse 12, the apostle Paul writes this. He says, the body is a unit, Though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. Okay, so, right, you guys are in this series called Threads, and it's all about how God threads each one of you together, right, and, and for a specific purpose, and that's totally true, totally true, but in addition to that, we need to understand that God is threading together the entire body of Christ, every believer worldwide. So from the intel worker in Chandler to the farmer in Iowa to the Wall Street trader to the AIDS orphan in Africa, God is weaving the entire body together as one. And that, that's, that's, that's the reason why we need to fight against those things that separate us, right? Because God's trying to knit us together as one. And, and there's these things that, that our natural tendency is maybe to separate from one another. So we've got to fight against that, right? We've got, we've got to fight against this whole individualistic consumerism Christianity that's all about me getting my needs met in the church. And I don't care about the rest of the body as long as I get what I need. And we've got, we've got to fight against things like denominational elitism, right? Where we think that after 2,000 years, we're the, like the pocket of Christians that finally figured everything out, right? And, and then we spend all our energy defining and defending all of our differences that separate us. And, and we've got to fight against nationalistic Christianity that values the life of an American civilian over the life of an Iraqi civilian or a Mexican Im immigrant. 
because there are no borders in the body of Christ, right? He's knitting us all together as one. And so you understand that if you're, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, then, then you're part of this global, interconnected body that God is weaving together into something that's beautiful, man. It's, it's, it so reflects Jesus to the world that it's called the body of Christ. You know, you know what's not so beautiful, though? <laughs> Disconnected body parts. Really ugly, right? Like, 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 like if, you're, if you're part of, you know, if you're, you're part of church and, and, and you choose to kind of like check out or, or, you know, you kind of disconnect from the rest of the body or, or you choose to not use your spiritual giftedness, you in essence become a non-functioning body part. In essence, you become a disconnected body part. Disconnected body parts? Gross. Really. I mean, like, like, have you ever seen an animal grazing in the field? You look at that animal, you're like, man, that's a beautiful animal. But if you were to take the individual parts out, you'd be like, that's disgusting. Like, like, like for instance, I, got, I have here a, a tongue, okay? This is, a, this is a cow's tongue right there. I know, right? It's gross. It's gross. But what's so weird about that, right? It's like when it was in the cow, we'd be like, oh, that's beautiful, man. That's part of this whole cow. But you take it out of the cow, and it's... That's gross, right? <laughs> and that's the way it is in the body of Christ, right? Like, like, like when you're functioning, when you're using your God-given giftedness and you're, you're connecting with the other parts of the body to create this thing that's just so beautiful, but when you disconnect, when you choose to not use your God-given giftedness, you become a non-functioning body part and it's gross, man. <laughs> it's just gross, right? And so do you understand, since God has connected us in this way, he's designed this body to be so interconnected, then what you do or what you choose not to do with your giftedness, it affects the rest of the body. Not only does it affect you, but it affects the rest of the body. There's some cow walking around without a tongue right now, you know? And, 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 so, it, and so that's why the Apostle Paul writes this in verse 26, that when one part of the body suffers, the whole body suffers. And, and when one is honored, the all rejoice, right? Because, because there's this interconnectedness in the body of Christ and how you use your resources and how you use your giftedness has a ripple effect throughout the body. I've got, we've got this, uh, this family in our church. I just totally dig this family. They, they came to our church and they're, they're sitting in there and, and dad, he's like, totally disconnected, and he's just sitting there for, for a year or so, but the reason why they were there every week was because their kids were being so ministered to by this one children's ministry worker who's just loving on their kids, man, their kids just like, can we go to church, can we go to church, and so every week they'd go, and because their kid was being ministered to by this children's ministry worker, but for a year, two years go by, this, the dad, he's just sitting there completely well, disconnected, gross, right? And, 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 and he's sitting there one Sunday and he hears about this amazing ministry that we started called Vision Abolition where we're seeking to rescue and restore girls that have been trafficked into the sex slavery industry and it's just like this horrific slavery that's going on worldwide. And we said, man, we gotta be part of this thing. And so we've been, we started this ministry to reach into the sewer and grab out some of these girls and bring them and rescue and restore them. And, and the dad just was like, that's what I wanna be part of. And, and, and he connected to the rest of the body. 
And then he became a leader in that ministry that has now been used by God for the rescue and restoration of dozens and dozens of girls worldwide. And those girls are now being used by God to actually reach back into the sewer and help other girls that have been trafficked and rescue them. And there's been this global ripple effect that happened. And you know where that whole ripple started? One faithful children's church worker. You see, when you use your God-given gift, it has a ripple effect throughout the kingdom. And when you choose to not use your God-given gift, it has a negative ripple effect throughout the kingdom, right? Because, because maybe God has gifted you uniquely and resourced you uniquely to be generous to help starving brothers and sisters in Africa. And, and if you choose to not use that gift, well, then there are other people that suffer. They go hungry. I mean, you know, right, the, the answer to the question of if God is so good, why is there so much suffering going on in the world is not because God doesn't care. He's resourced and gifted his church to meet human suffering. The problem isn't a lack of God-given resource and giftedness. The problem is how we use it, right? Like you understand, like we, we live in a nation, right, where we have the easiest access to clean water of the entire planet, but yet we spend more money on bottled water than it would take to give the entire rest of the world clean water. Problem isn't lack of resource, right? You, and you understand, right, that in our lifetime, it's possible to end extreme poverty worldwide. We have the resources. The, 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 the gifting of God and the resource of God, that, that's not the problem. It's, we've got too many non-functioning body parts. We're not, operate, we're not being efficient. We're not using what God has given us. And so God said, listen, you're this collective body. So, so 